Hello and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. And I'm joined today by everybody. Cat is making guac in the corner. Miss AK has joined us, as well as James. Hello, James. Hello, hello. James. Hello. Greetings inside, James. Thomas Miller looks on the periphery of the discussion, ready to pounce on the church of Laodicea at just a moment's notice, and the plaintive strains of Los Yetis fades calmly into the background as we turn our attention to the Word of God. Who will read for us? Tom, oh wow, wonderful, as he sneaks off into a different room. Come along, this is church. Who's going to read for us? Which verses? Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through the end. To the church in Laodicea. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold, neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes." so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah, thank you for that, Jim. I noticed that that Thomas spat himself out of the mouth by leaving the room skulkily. He has other things to do. Oh, okay. Some mysterious event has arisen. So, uh, verse 14, here we are, Laodicea. This is the seventh of the seven churches reading the circular letter and uh, the words of the Amen, uh, which I take to be God the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation, it's actually Jesus is, is um, writing and speaking here. Um, anything strike you just about any of the attributes of Jesus that are announced in this? When I think about uh, creation and the word and the word that was, it's also the breath mm. in, in the mouth. And then also talking about hot or cold and spitting out. So there's oh yeah, and then the meal as well. Like I will eat. Sure. There's a mouth motif. Yeah. I'd not actually heard mm. that. And the speaking, listening. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So we we start off with this truth of of Jesus. Um, he is the the beginning is um, can mean ruler or origin as well. So he's the. He's the creator. He's not, it's not like saying he's the first thing to be created. He is actually the beginning of creation himself. Mm. Uh, so I almost sort of see this uh, 
like a vantage point that he's got. He can see what we can't. Um, let me, you go. You know, and still with the, with the breath or the mouth and the, and the life motif, you know, to me, I think mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, the very active birth of a child and uh, props out to uh, Tiffany and, and Zach this week for the birth of their child. Mm -hmm. but I think back to myself and AK sitting here and the birth of our son Solomon and, and when he took that first breath. Mm -hmm. that, that it was the, the act of breathing and, and maybe to this church here and what God has to, has to speak with the mouth and the, the act of breathing but then their works you know, neither hot nor cold That's... yeah I think this is one of those parts where scholars uh, make literally tens of dollars in arguing but um, you know some are saying well okay so hot is good cold is bad and this church is just whatever Others have said, no, no, hot is good, cold is good, but whatever is not good. Um, and and I, I think it doesn't really, really matter whether hot is good or hot and cold are good. What we do know is that lukewarm is not good. Um, mm. and, and the fact that Jesus says, I wish you were cold or hot, is probably just playing on this image of the water in that town, which um, was came through an aqueduct they built themselves that wasn't a, a, a good river or water source in the town. There was an aqueduct that came in from these hot springs. And by the time the water had got into town, it was actually tepid. So it wasn't cold and fresh and drinkable like a good spring, but it wasn't hot and kind of fun in the winter to sit around in like mm. the hot pools elsewhere. Mm. It was just in the middle, kind of like, um, kind of like a Christian retreat center you know, when you go to get a glass of water from your room at night and it's the cold tap is warm because the pipes are dodgy and it's, you just, it's just disgusting. It's not a good drink. No, there's, no, there's never a good drink at a Christian resource center, no, retreat center. That's, that's well known. Um, just unpleasant water. Um, annoyingly, my favorite guy, Mark Sayers, um, is preaching on the exact same passage at the time that we are. And he said people would puke if they drank the water on a bad day, it was so gross. So that's interesting. Um, it's a bit like your coconut drink, Jim, isn't it? What do you do if you, do, if you get given a drink in someone's house that you don't like? See, I think the coconut drink is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the coconut's cold and the uh, citrus aha is hot. Is hot. Yeah. yeah. I know your works. So that's, that was one thing I think that's been repeated. Mm. Right? The idea of works and that, that God knows and sees and that Jesus himself knows our works. Yeah. More than just only saying that he sees our heart mm. or our feelings. It's what we actually do or say. Yeah. I mean, our whole um, series in the fall and early winter is, is from the book of James. And that's going to be all about... This, this idea that you know, faith without works is dead. It's not that our works save us, but uh, the things that we do as a believer really manifest the nature of what, where our heart is. Mm. And so, you know, what are they up to? Well, not much, I guess. Lukewarm is kind of pretty much nothing. Um, it is interesting how hot nor cold... You're neither hot nor cold, so God would rather us be hot or cold. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that it doesn't say God would rather us be hot or God would rather us be cold. It it is interesting that it's just the lukewarm that Yeah. That he's got the issue with. So maybe it's like if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything. I d I don't know. I mean I think you're right. That's what I, I go with that as well. I think you're correct. Some some scholars say no, cold means completely hostile, and God would rather have an atheist than a sort of lackluster believer or a fake believer. Um, I guess because at least you can convert an atheist. It's really difficult mm. to convert someone who thinks that they're already a believer and isn't, because you have to dismantle their faith before you can build one. Um, I don't think they're right. I think you're right. I think that basically hot water is good for a bath and cold water is good for a drink. And... I'm not reading any more into it than that. Okay. Um, but, because they certainly knew not to drink the local water. And Jesus is saying, I don't want to drink your faith any more than you want to drink your local water. Mm. This is like Flint, Michigan. Like, you don't want this. It's dangerous. One of the reasons why I think you're right, OK, is if we get on to verse 17 and, and you start to see a little bit of the, um, almost like the maxims of the town. This is what they say about themselves. Um, what do you, anything get you here about them? What they're saying or believing about themselves? For you say I'm rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. Mm. So 17... The idea that we have the strength and the ability from our own from our own riches from our own prosperity so whatever learning or teaching that we've done in and of ourselves is already enough and that we don't need to have any anyone else instruct us or to correct and that we think we're already right mm. and uh, for for a church and I think specifically though for the members of it so when you, when you think you've done no wrong or you're not the person that has to learn anything, then you, there's an arrogance that, that's developed yeah. out of that. Instead of, yeah. as it says, you know, buy mm. the gold that has been refined by the fire so that you truly may be rich. Mm. And the white garments so that you may clothe yourself instead of the shame of the nakedness. So it's that, you know, our ignorance can, yeah. can lead you know, to our own folly. You know, the emperor that believes that he has the clothes when he's, he's naked. Yeah. It takes, it takes the mouths of, of babes, of children to, to identify the folly. Yeah, because it says, I'm rich. For you say, I'm rich. I have become wealthy and need nothing. Mm. And you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So that's a pretty sorry place to be. Feeling like you don't need God. Is, is a problem for your faith because right. when you need him, your faith is on fire in your heart. But when you don't need mm-hmm. him, it's just a cooling down, just like that water cools down from the hot springs through the aqueduct into the town. A faith that just doesn't rely on God each day just cools and, and is gross. Um, and then specifically, I guess, like, you know, you, you can see it here. They've, they've actually trusted things that are not God. And they've got so mm. many things that are not God that they have come to believe that they don't need that him. That it's fine. And uh, 
The recording studio is now going to be interrupted by the voices of children. Hello. 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 Welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative and joyful charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. Hi, Dad. Would you leave? Yeah. Thank you. So, podcast us, interrupt us. Thank you, boys. So there's just, just this kind of reliance, I think, on themselves that has led to, um, well, a child has been shushed in church, which we don't normally allow. It, that's just led to this cooling of the faith and then this trusting of the self, and it's just, um, the prosperity has cost them. Mm. So different from what we are told living in this lovely town. The idea that prosperity could harm you. So Jesus speaks to them and, uh, well, first of all, the promise, okay, buy gold, great, that's that's invest in the kingdom, it's going to last, your stuff is not going to last. Note that the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last three months is that the church dumpster has opened again and I can start throwing away my possessions and that's made me happy. I'm really happy because I hate stuff. But, you know, even our best stuff breaks. Absolutely. And in the race, I mean, the race that we're running with the eye, the more things that we accumulate, it, it only slows us down along mm-hmm. the way. And that's part, that's part of the ideals. And some of those things may not necessarily be possessions, but our, our thoughts or our own you know, ethos of philosophy yeah. or our beliefs that we, that we, we stand on. And, and they, get weigh, they weigh us down when we're not willing to, to let them go if they don't serve us the purpose anymore. Mm. Yeah. That's right. The, uh, the garments are intriguing, white garments, uh, this sort of royal robe that's clean. And, you know, they're walking around in these beautiful clothes in this fancy town. But actually, they don't realize that they should be ashamed of themselves. They're like nudes walking around. They're just like, did you say Emperor's New Clothes sure, earlier? Sure. Yeah, that kind of idea. They should be embarrassed. And so he says, um, you know, I love you. Those I love, I reprove and I discipline. This is not him just beating people up. Mm. He's, he's only mm. saying this because he wants them to have... He cares. Yeah. Yeah, he cares. And I also like how it's possible to turn and get back into the presence of God. Where he says in verse 20c, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in with to him mm. and eat with him and he with me so it's yeah. not like you've got to be yes someone amazing you just need to be able to have the humility and the eyes to see that you need to turn and open the door and once again the open door there right i mean that's another allusion to the letter uh, from from last week mm-hmm. speaking of a door that is that is opened and, and can't be can't be closed I think that, uh, A.K., that, that point about anyone is, is really significant, actually. Mm. Because I think what we're being told is that, that, that the gospel is not just for the goodies. Mm. It's not for the... Mm. In right. fact, the opposite. It would not be a gospel if it were only for the goodies. Right. That would be, a, a, that'd be bad news because none of us is good. Right. In fact, that is the bad news. Yes, um, that is the bad news. So the, the fact that, that anyone can do this, anyone, he's knocking at that door... 
continuously and anyone can answer it. And it's, it's not about who you are. And in fact, actually, who you are seems to be a bit of a barrier to this, according to Jesus. Yes. It's so grace-filled and so uh, universal in its appeal because we all need to repent. And I think that this is an area where, um, you know, the, the branch of the church that we're in gets uh, a bad rep for being judgy or whatever, rule-based uh, and, and all of this. And actually, the opposite is the case. What we're saying is we all fall short of the glory of God, which is why we don't judge anybody, because we're all the same. And that the gospel of grace is available to anyone, irrespective of what they've done. So we're not going to start changing the rules about what is right and wrong. We're just going to throw ourselves on the mercy of God, who is perfect, without partiality. Right. And it's not, and it's not preached everywhere. I, I mean, I, I can think back to other churches that we have been involved with and was it that my ears weren't open or that the, the word wasn't being said? It was a dissension like, church. It probably was, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the ideas of grace, though, you know, it, it was more back to, to works. And that, <laughs> uh, you know, that you, that you could change, change your status of place by doing it good enough, that you could be good enough for it. And uh, I think this year is, you know, putting that to bed once again to a church, how many... How many years ago in a letter, it was, it's, mm. it's clear that oh, what you have by your, your knowledge that you feel that you've gained or your possessions that are going to protect you or, you know, the right clothes and the right neighborhood on the right yeah. side of town. What, love, what's that comedy with Sheldon in it? You know, um, Big Bang Theory. Have you ever seen Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. Like, so Sheldon is this uh, kind of goofy, geeky, genius character who lives with a bunch of people like him. Opposite, there's this attractive, ditzy girl who lives in the apartment opposite, and he kind of likes her. Penny. And um, he she's called. Like Penny. He didn't like Penny. Who likes friend, Penny? The other guy. His roommate. Yeah, his roommate likes Penny. A detail. But when he goes to Penny, he knocks on the door in a very irritating way, and he goes, Penny, 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 Penny. And until she opens the door, just does it endlessly. And I th- kind of think Jesus is Sheldon here. Cause, and I've, there's Greek behind this theory, okay? It's not just made up. Um, but I, behold, I stand, this is weird, behold means look, edu. Uh, I stand at the door and knock, and that means listen, not look. Uh, it's kind of funny, for those who find it funny. Um, and I stand at the door and knock. I am standing at the door and knocking, really, in Greek, uh, in a continuous way. So this knocking is happening from the cross through to the return of Christ, and it does not end, Penny, does not end until either we open the door or we get spat out of the mouth. And, and that's it. And it says, let anyone who hears, who, ha- who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeah. So it's literally anyone who is willing to open their ears to hear what God is saying. Anyone. Yeah. I actually had that engraved on my first iPod. I thought it was really clever. If anyone has ears, listen, because yeah, it's an mm-hmm. iPod. I thought it was very clever. I thought That's I could... I th- I, thank you. I thought I could evangelise the people at Apple, but I failed. Well. Um, we're, we're impressed. Thanks, AK. That's the main thing. <laughs> That's the main thing. That's all that counts. Yeah. So... We're nearly there. There's this wonderful image at the end of Jesus saying, I'll come in and eat with him. And I can't help but, but think about tomorrow when we will have communion together as a church, weirdly, but for the first time since March 15th. Mm-hmm.
and it's uh, August the 22nd right now. Mm. Just, we finally will have this meal together at Holy Communion. Jesus, you know, gives us this. This is covenant language, right? So that, you know, he institutes this new covenant in his blood, symbolized to the breaking of bread, asks us to repeat this as a reminder of our inclusion within him together as one body. And here he is saying, you know, you guys have goofed up. Why don't you come and have Holy Communion? It's pretty cool. As, as a foretaste of a feast that's even greater to come in the new kingdom, an endless feast with Christ. And so whereas the church could be spat out of the mouth, suddenly we're feeding on him. Whoa, it's so cool. Um, mm. I love this image. Before we do our barbecued sausage and chicken, is there anything else that strikes you from this passage? It's, a, it's definitely a caution that everyone, when, when we think we're, we're down a path mm. of absolute certainty uh, with, with our life and, and position and its relation to, to God, that we, we need to check and ask. Mm. Are, are, we, are we certain because we want to be certain with our current belief or judging or, or is it something that we need to, to look on the road and then be, be ready to be rebuked and uh, there's, a, there's a little line that I've kind of used as a quote regarding myself is that I'm not always right but I'm sure passionate when I'm certain ooh well that's in the text this um, be zealous is, is exactly in the text I think that idea of, of um, bubbling over and being hot warming up passion warming up and the cross is described as a passion and, mm. and the, a, an appropriate response to the passion of Christ is, is a passion of a believer it's hot I, I think that's a really good one to end on um, you know our podcasts have been interrupted a lot in recent weeks last week there was the wailing sound of a reciprocating saw this week we had Tom sneaking out the dog coming in um, we had kids coming in, members of the congregation calling. It's, you know, it's, it's not the highest of, of um, bespoke studios that we have here at Christchurch Fox Chapel, but all the money has gone to the kingdom and we're not mucking around with fancy studios. I really, really appreciate you joining us. You came over for a barbecue, you got hijacked into a podcast, and that's the nature of the church. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel, the Fastest growing conservative and Joe Anglican podcast in the whole world. Los Yetis are trying to get rid of us. I've almost run out of time, and I really do appreciate the fact that you joined us once again. Oh, there it is. Bye, church. We love you. It's been wonderful. And listen to this. It's just such a good, such good music. Still don't think I'm pronouncing it right. We'll see you soon. <laughs> God bless. Uh, thank you.